You're listening to the Vineyard Community Church Podcast with Pastor Rick Francis. For more information, visit vccmountcomfort.org. Well, good morning. My name's Rick Francis. I'm the pastor here. It's good to have you with us today. Uh, it's good as we celebrate. We've, we've started Easter. We've been preparing all through Easter season into the leading up to Pentecost Sunday, which is May 20th. And so today we've looked at the Holy Spirit and Easter and each time a, a different subset. And today we're looking at the gifts of the Spirit, just kind of metaphorically, prophetic, a little prophetic act. Kind of put your hands together right across your waist. Can you do that right there? Everybody? Everybody got that? Okay, and then open it. You've just unlatched your seatbelt. Okay? So you're free to move about the cabin and, uh, and follow the, the Holy Spirit as he personally ministers to you this morning. A lot of times we have some erroneous concepts about the Holy Spirit. Sometimes we get in, in groups and people start talking about the Holy Spirit and we're thinking our, our, our spooky uh, barometer goes up and we're thinking, oh my, it's one of those groups. Oh, what's going to happen next? Uh, I bet they do some really freaky sh stuff. And uh, sometimes that's, that happens. Sometimes it is kind of strange. One of the things about the Holy Spirit is that he's just full of surprises. Just when you think you got him figured out, and you've noticed that he always kind of comes to you in a certain way, he likes to switch it up and come to you in a different way. And uh, I love that about him. He's, he's absolutely wonderful and amazing. We don't really know how to uh, attribute gender to the Holy Spirit. In the Greek, it's, it's in the neuter. Uh, but I, I, I don't like calling the Holy Spirit an it. So when you hear me talk to the Holy Spirit as, at, in the male, uh, realize that could be just as easily female as well. Uh, because the gender of the Holy Spirit is really not established biblically in, in scriptures but he is a person. And I think that's one of the problems is, is that because we don't know if it's a he or a she, we don't know how to relate to it. How do you relate to an it? If you used to watch the sitcoms, you know, was it the Adams Family that had cousin it? You know, and, and, and so they could relate to Cousin It. I could never understand what Cousin It was saying. Uh, but sometimes I have trouble understanding what the Holy Spirit's saying, and yet he's speaking very clearly. It's my ears and my ability to hear that needs to be. But I, I want to encourage us to realize that the Holy Spirit is a person, just like Jesus, just like God the Father. Because Jesus became flesh and dwelt among us, and he had gender and he had personhood, it's kind of easiest, it's probably the easiest for us to have a relationship with Jesus. He's our savior, he came, he bled, he died, he suffered, he taught, <laughs> he was raised on the third day, and, and all of those are kind of tangible things that we can just kind of get a grasp on. But we never fully comprehend the wonderfulness of Jesus. He still blows our relational ability to understand who he is in fullness. And so 
He says, when you see me, you've seen the Father. So as a result of seeing Jesus, it, it, it really launches us into a new understanding of our relationship with God the Father. And, and instead of seeing God the Father as this wrathful, judgmental, harsh Father that he loves us because we said yes to Jesus, he's going to let us into heaven because he's got to because we said the prayer. And so, so we're coming in, but you know, it, there's, there's always a sense, especially knowing that the evil one is always working to distort and to work within us systems of perception uh -huh. that makes it hard to really understand how much the Father loves us. And so we get this picture oftentimes just based on our earthly fathers or uh, male figures or people that are in authority and how they felt toward us when our behavior wasn't just pristine and, and our behaviors were, were way below standard, they're usually kind of upset with us. And many have this sense that even though God loves us, in the heart of hearts, he's just really mildly disgusted with us. Because after all these years of knowing him, shouldn't you be a little farther along in your development, in your, in your and see the enemy, enemy plays that card just as much as he plays the other side that says, you dirty, rotten, no good. What makes you think that you could ever come to the Father? Your sin stinks so bad, it's so disgusting. There's no way you'll be accepted in his sight. So he'll play both sides of that, either shaming us because we're not measuring up or letting us know that don't even try, you're disqualified from the start. And so he, he's, he's a liar, he's a deceiver, and the problem is we believe too much of his, of his deceptions. We, we believe too much of his lies. And as a result of that, we're stuck in our ability to experience the wonderfulness of his love. Okay, this is all just the introduction. Because the thing as a pastor that I'm more aware, and it's becoming very, very clear and focused, is that the reason why when we're preaching good news, people don't receive good news is because by the time it goes through their shame filters of all the different behaviors, things, things done to them, things that they've done to others, by the time it gets through all those filters, it gets inverted. And so the good news that you're a much-loved son or daughter gets twisted into, he's really not very happy with you. So why don't you try harder? Why don't you work on this sin in your life? Why don't you prove to the Father that you really, really are a good child of his and that you're going to focus on this area of your life and you're going to get victory in this area of your life just to substantiate that you really are a good son or daughter. The problem is, as soon as you focus on sin, that becomes your fixation. I, I, I love this. I heard it as a child. I see it in the scriptures. And it's like whatever we behold, 
we become. So if we keep beholding our sin, guess what? We're more attached to our sin than we are to him. And as, as we behold our sin and work on our sin and feverishly use all our might and effort to restrain ourselves from sin, we get further entrapped in sin. It's, it's kind of the quicksand principle. It's kind of like the more you struggle when you're in quicksand, the quicker you go down. Hmm. And that's why we are admonished over and over in Scripture to set our eyes upon Jesus. Turn our heart and our affection upon heaven. Lift up your countenance and behold the Lord. Because when we behold him, we will become like him. Because we'll see him as he is, not as we perceived him to be. By the time he gets through all our filters, when I put my best filter of who I think Jesus is, who I think the Father is, who I think the Holy Spirit is, it's still so contaminated that it's not near as gloriously accurate as he truly is. That's why I have to be intentional about looking to him and continually pursue to behold him. It's not, it's not the pursuit where I gotta work feverishly. It's where I just say, this is where I wanna be. This is the priority of my life. It's not about how much effort, it's not about how much strength, it's, it's not about how much willpower I have, it's about I'm in love with the one who loves me. And you know what happens with love? You remember what it's like to be in love? Some of you are still in love. The quote I love is that a man in love never quits. What it is that, that really has filled your heart with love, you will always pursue. The masculine side of God is he pursues us as the objects of his affection. The feminine side of God is he wants us to pursue him with all of our affection. And so it's not about us feverishly trying to work and earn and somehow achieve his good graces. It's about us following the love of our heart and pursue him from a place of love. Okay, so we're talking about the Holy Spirit today. Mm-hmm. The Holy Spirit is a gift. I like this and I don't like this. Because a lot of times when you think of gift, it, it's almost like, you know, here, here, here's, here's a present that I have, and so I've, I've got this gift and I'm going to give it to someone. And, and, oh, here it is. It's a gift for you. And it's like after you get the gift, it's like, oh, Thanks. You can use that when your nose runs, you know. And the gift has kind of a, an object about it instead of a relational dynamic. But do you realize that God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son? Do you realize that Jesus is a gift from the Father to you? And that is a person and that is an opportunity to enter into a relationship with him. <laughs> and the Holy Spirit is Jesus' gift 
to us. He says, he can't come until I ascend, and when I ascend, I will send another just like me. The advocate. We looked at that last week. And so here comes Holy Spirit. He is a gift, just as Jesus is a gift, but he is a person just as Jesus is a person. And we've got to build a relationship with the Holy Spirit if we're going to see the full benefits of everything that the Holy Spirit has for us. Yeah. So why gifts? Luke chapter 12, verse 13. If you then, though you are evil, know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more will your Father in heaven give the Holy Spirit to those who ask him? Wow. Holy Spirit is a gift that's given to us. It's given to us to glorify God. He's given to us to build us up as believers, as his children. (laughs) He's a gift that is given to us to empower the church, his body, to serve his purposes, his redemptive purposes on planet earth, Hmm. which has to do with people. It has to do with creation. It has to do with nature. There's all sides of of his purposes. Justice in the earth, mercy ministries, all of those things, uh, and evangelization, coming to know Jesus. The Holy Spirit is a gift given to us to be a sign to those who don't believe yet that God is real. I love this. The gift is so amazing. Peter put it this way in 1 Peter 4.10. He says, God has given gifts to each one of you from his great variety of spiritual gifts. Manage them well so that God's generosity can flow through you. You are called to be a... Are you called to be a speaker? Then speak as though God himself were speaking through you. Are you called to help others? Do it with all the strength and energy that God supplies then God will be given glory in everything through Jesus Christ. Gifts bring glory to God through Jesus Christ. All glory and power belong to him forever and ever. Amen. Paul puts it this way in 1 Corinthians 12. He says, now there are different kinds of spiritual gifts. Okay, realize that? Different kinds of spiritual gifts. Different kinds. But it is the same Holy Spirit who is the source of them all. If you've got an enabling gift, guess what? The Holy Spirit is is the resource. He is the source person of that. There are different kinds of service in the church, but it is the same Lord we are serving. There are different ways God, God works in our lives, but it is the same God who does the work through all of us. A spiritual gift is given to each of us as a means of helping the entire church. Isn't that wonderful? Don't you want me to have gifts? Yeah. I want you to have gifts. We all need to be aware that the gift giver is always giving, always giving gifts to us. Always. For the good of all. For the good of the community. For the good of the world. Mm Mm-hmm. So what's the nature of the Holy Spirit? Well, we already talked about that. He surprises. He loves the surprise. He, he never, you can't, you can't fully comprehend him. That's why you've got to understand that there's got to be some femininity in the Holy Spirit 
because that mystery of femininity, at least for us males, we can never figure them out. We can never figure out the femininity. You know, they like blue, then they like pink. They like, this is their favorite food and, and it, it changes, you know, it changes. They like this kind of temperature until this kind of temperature comes. It's, you never know with femininity. And the Holy Spirit is, is kind of like that. It, they, they use the imagery of the wind that, that he blows. And, and as he relates to us, we can feel his presence, but we really don't know where he came from. Did he come from the north, south, east, or west? We can't get the direction. We know where he came from. He came from heaven. He came from the Father. He came from the Son. He came to us as a gift. I love that. When you get to chapter 2, and we'll, we'll look at chapter 2 of Acts a little later, but you just look at all the manifestations of the Holy Spirit and what took place there. Quite different. Surprise! The promise of the Father has come, and the manifestations that, that it's, it's, one, it's once again, it, it kind, of, uh, kind of parallels when God comes to his people kind of for the first time at Mount Sinai. And the mountain is shaking and there's all sorts of, uh, of natural manifestations of lightning and thunder and, and uh, like earthquakes and all that kind of stuff. And it's just God coming down on the mountain to meet with his people. And so when the Holy Spirit comes down and meets with us, we will have some manifestations. So what are the gifts of the Holy Spirit? Gosh, there's so many thousand directions I can go today, but I'm going to try to stick to my notes so that we can get done before the Pacer game starts. <laughs> I feel a real, real pulling here to be done before one. <laughs> What are the gifts of the Spirit? Well, we find it in 1 Corinthians 12, verse 8. It says, For to one is given the word of wisdom through the Spirit, to another the word of knowledge according to the same Spirit, to another faith by the same Spirit, and to another gifts of healing by the one Spirit, and to, one an and to another the effects of miracles, and to another prophecy, and to another the distinguishing of interpretation of tongues, but one and the same Spirit works all these things, distributing them to each one individually as he wills. So I, I, I throw these. First of all, you've got to be careful when you start numbering the gifts of the Holy Spirit because they're numerous. Here, here in this list, they touch on nine that we can see. Folks, there's way more than nine gifts of the Holy Spirit. A whole lot more than nine. The word of wisdom, the word of knowledge, faith, gifts of healing, effects of miracles, prophecy, the distinguishing of spirits, various kinds of tongues, interpretation of tongues. And each one of those deserves a whole month of study <laughs> and sermons all to themselves. But today we're looking at the gifts of the Spirit not to be exhaustive, but to be introductory. These are the gifts of the Holy Spirit. These are some of the gifts of the Holy Spirit. In Romans, Paul lists these. Chapter 12, verse 6. We have different gifts according to the grace given to us. If a man's gift is prophesying, let him use it in proportion to his faith. If it is serving, let him serve. 
If it's teaching, let him teach. If it's encouraging, let him encourage. If it is contributing to the needs of others, let him give generously. If it's leadership, let him govern diligently. If it's showing mercy, let him do it cheerfully. So here's the list in that passage. Prophesying, serving, teaching, encouraging, contributing, giving, giving to the needs of others, contributing to the needs of others, leadership, and mercy. So we see those right there. Wow. A lot of gifts, folks. A lot of gifts. Sometimes we get so much, uh, we get so kind of caught in labeling the gift that sometimes we don't realize that we're flowing in gifts that probably have never been given a name. That when you are, when you are walking along with the Lord Jesus and you're living your, just your daily routine, the mundane, and all of a sudden you're there and the Holy Spirit's with you and you come across this thing and all of a sudden you know something that you didn't know you knew? Or you, you've got a, a, an ability to do something that just a minute before you didn't have the ability to do? Those are all the Holy Spirit. When you get a, when you get a, a breakthrough of understanding and, and all of a sudden things come into focus, oftentimes that's, that's a, some form of wisdom. And, you know, the Holy Spirit just comes and all of a sudden now the things that are really primary for you stick out and the things you don't need to worry, they just kind of dissipate, they just kind of fall down. And you know that this is what's important for you right now, right this moment. And this is what you need to pay attention to. That's why all of us in our, in our growth and development and maturation process as believers we're going to be in, in various places. That's why when someone has, has some kind of encounter where the Holy Spirit shows them something and they get so excited because it's a breakthrough moment in their life and they come and they share that with another person, but they're not there. Or they, they were there 12 years ago. We've got to be careful how we respond. Because we can, we can either discourage or we can kind of take the wind out of the sails or we can pop the balloon if we're not careful how we respond to people's new revelation. When we were in Maryville, we was doing a Navigators 2-7 discipleship program. And so some of the people, and part of that is reading the scripture and, and having a, a devotional time every day for 14 days. If you don't get 14 days in a row, if you do 12 and you miss, guess what? You got to start over. Well, the, the goal is that we, we just do it automatically the rest of our life. But this is teaching someone that doesn't have any structure how to gain some structure. And so they're doing this. And I never could forget the time that as we had just a, a, at the beginning of our gathering of our discipleship group, we had about 12. And as they got in, this one girl baby Christian just came in. She says, you won't believe this. Do you know what God did? It, it's in the book. He flooded the whole earth. Wow. Isn't that cool? My gift of criticism saying, duh, 
You didn't know that? No, 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 no. It's like we enter in at their level of discovery. If we're truly mothers and fathers of which we've been called to be, fathers and mothers, when the orphan comes and they're reading the scriptures for the first time and all of a sudden it clicks to them and they see something, we need to share in the enthusiasm of what they've just, re they've just discovered. Instead of being the religious, smug, joy killer that says, oh yeah, I knew that when I was four. Didn't you go to Sunday school? Don't you know about Noah and the ark and the animals? Yeah. <sighs> Gifts of the Holy Spirit, the discovery, the joy of discovery, the enabling grace. You know, when, when you've never read anything but the sports page your whole life, and now you're spending time reading the Bible, that's a sign that the Holy Spirit is residing in you. When all of a sudden you have a desire to go and to spend time alone with the Lord, that's the Holy Spirit drawing you. It, it's, it's amazing all the things that the Holy Spirit does and the gift, the gift of language. I, I, if we could focus, oh gosh, my time. If we could focus anything, I'd like to just focus on the language part because we do so much harm with our words that if we could ever understand what our language does when, when the Holy Spirit is giving us language to speak. Do you realize how creative and powerful you can be in another person's life when you speak something to them that is, that is full of the authority of God? That's why he says here, you know, one of the living translations says, if, if it's speaking, then speak as if you're speaking the very words of God. I thought, whoa, that's cool. Yeah. That doesn't mean you get, this is the Lord. You know, you don't change your, you, you, you speak in your language. You don't speak as if it, God says. I, sometimes I do crazy stuff. You know, we're gathering around. I'll say, dearly beloved, we're gathered here in the sight of God. I, I get my little wedding voice going or something. It's just silly. You're just speaking. You're just speaking words the way you normally speak words, but they're coming and their their origin is the Spirit of God. And it's coming out with creative, life-changing power when we speak in a way that touches another one, the very word that they need to hear. <sighs> words of knowledge, words of wisdom, prophecy, discerning of spirits, all of those things are part of word gifts that the Holy Spirit will orchestrate in our lives as, as we grow and as we spend time with him. And we're able then to speak in redemptive, healing, saving ways to another human being. And I love it. I think it's fun. So how do I use the gifts? Well, the foundation of all the gifts is, is it's got to come from a motivation of love. If you look at 1 Corinthians 13, you can have every spiritual gift and manifest it, great. But if it's not coming from a heart of love, it doesn't really count. It doesn't really do much. And so we want to always use the gifts from a foundation of love and a focus on others. 
When I think of foundation of love, I, I, I kind of got checked as I was preparing. I said, you know, that's not just your love for God. And that's not just your love for the brothers and sisters in the kingdom. But that's your love for yourself. If you don't love yourself well, it's hard to love God well. If you don't love yourself well, it's hard for you to love others well. And if you don't love others in the body of Christ well, it's going to be hard to love those that haven't come into the body of Christ. And so we've got to love. If you want to see the gifts flowing in you more easily, more proficiently, then you've got to really be a person of love. A person of peace. And out of peace and love, watch the Spirit flow. How do you do this? You ask. You know, it's the ask, seek, knock. You know, you don't have because you haven't asked. If you ask, it'll be open. Seek, you'll find. Knock, the door will be opened. We've got to ask if we want to receive. This is, this is a thing. I, I remember when I was leading somebody to Christ over lunch and I was presenting the plan of salvation. They understood the plan of salvation. They said, well, how do I do it? And so I went through the plan of salvation again. We got to the, how do I do it? I thought, well, gosh, I'm not explaining things very well. Went over this plan of salvation again. And then finally, the Holy Spirit kind of lovingly whacked me upside the head and said, just tell him, it's through prayer. <laughs> you pray. That's how you do it. You ask. You talk to God. You, you say, Lord, I want to be filled with your Holy Spirit. And Holy Spirit, I want to receive all the fullness of all the gifts that you sovereignly want to distribute to me today for the activities that I will engage in. And never pigeonhole yourself into just one gift. Everybody has at least one, but most of us have several and just know that whatever the situation you're in, there is gifts, there is resources from heaven to be appropriated in that moment in time and space on planet Earth so that you can release the glory of God into that situation. Oh, that's good preaching. Keep it up, dude. Come on. Mm. And the thing that we... <laughs> I, I, I love this, this one little quote. They... I think it was Lee Trevino that they, they asked. Lee, Lee was so witty. And they said, you know, Lee just hit a, a golf shot. I, I don't really follow golf, but he, he just hit a golf shot and, and he holed out from the fairway or he chipped in off the green. And, and they'd say, Lee Trevino, you are the luckiest guy I've ever seen. And he just said, you know, the more I practice, the luckier I get. How? You receive and you begin to exercise. You, you begin to practice the gifts that the Holy Spirit gives you. And you've got to keep practicing if you want to really gain excellence in, in the flow of the Spirit, especially if there's, if there's one manifestation that you're particularly drawn to. You really need to give some effort to that. Spend time on that. You know, you, you can do that if you're super, super, super introverted. 
just go and be away with the Lord and take your journal and just say, show me someone. And he'll show you, you know, Sally Jopi. And you just write Sally Jopi up there. And then you say, Lord, I want to prophesy to Sally Jopi. What, what do you want to say to Sally? Sally's not there. You're not in front of anybody, okay? So you, the risk factor is way low. We've got to wait. And so you just start writing the things that the Holy Spirit gives you for Sally. And then as you get a little more courage, you might share that with Sally someday. You may find that you, all of a sudden you, you just, your paths cross at the grocery store and there's Sally. And you think, oh, that's right. Yeah, Lord, do I share with her? No, I'm afraid. She might not like me. She might think I'm really a kooky Christian. Oh, I don't want to. But over time, you'll get to the place. Just keep writing. Keep writing until courage comes. And, and sometimes when, when it's a word that is really needed in that moment, there's almost a compulsion that you have to share. And you'll fill it and you'll just blurt it out. And you'll share. Huh. But I find that the easiest is to just start journaling. Asking the Lord to bring faces. Asking to bring names. And then just write out write out the things that the Lord would want to say. Now, this is a little different than you praying for that person, and that's good, and you can journal your prayers, your intercession, that's fine too. But what I want us to do is to get on the cutting edge of writing out prophetic words. Prophetic words. I left it at my desk, but after church, you can go into my desk and see it. It's on my desktop. Rebecca Emmerich was sitting right here after I had an incredible dream from the Lord in which in the dream, Jesus gave me his heart. And Rebecca wrote one sentence that has such a powerful impact. We're supposed to write just little sentences to people as an exercise in class. And she said, Rick, comma, you have my heart, period. Love God. One little sentence, but it comes on the aftermath of an incredible dream that God is trying to communicate his love and that he's given me his heart. And sometimes what we have to do is we write, we prophesy, we go to another, and the words that we speak is not like brand new to them, it's confirmation to them. It's what the Lord has been talking to them for a week, a month, a year, who knows how long, but all of a sudden we get to be another piece in the puzzle to speak life to. Is that good? That'll work. In the vineyard, we say everyone gets the play. Everyone gets the play. It's not me as the hired gun. You know, I'm the pastor, so I got to do everything. No, no, no. In the vineyard, we say we, all the children get the play. You don't have to sit on the bench and watch the all-stars go out on the field and play. In, in God's kingdom, all of us are included and get to play. <clears throat> so listen to 1 Peter 4. We'll end with this from the Passion Translation. Every believer has received grace gifts. So use them to serve one another as faithful stewards of the many-colored tapestry of God's grace. 
For example, if you have a speaking gift, speak as though God were speaking his words through you. If you have the gift of serving, do it passionately with the strength God gives you so that in everything God alone will be glorified through Jesus Christ. For to him belong the power and the glory forever throughout all ages. Amen. Amen. Uh, two minutes before tip-off. That's pretty good for those that are concerned. I, I've got a dvr so I'm not in any hurry. If, you ha- if, if, if as you heard the, the, the preaching and the teaching this morning, if, if the Holy Spirit was stirring upon you, I remember the first time, the manifestations of the Spirit are so incredible. Uh, Uma Ukpai from Rwanda was the speaker. And as he started speaking, I had been crying out to the Lord to heal my heart. And the Holy Spirit came on me while I was just sitting there. And it was just like, I knew the insides of my, my insides were kind of vibrating, shaking. And I thought, what's this? And Uma got to the end. He says, we're not going to use any words of knowledge or direction today. If the Holy Spirit has been on you, you come to the front. You come to the front. I came to the front, man. I got whacked by the Holy Spirit. It was just like, yeah, the responses, never done this. He came and as he started praying for the people down the row and he got to me, his hand got to right about here and I, the lights went out. And it was like, I felt like a feather that was just going, ooh, and settled so sweetly on the floor. So graceful, that's me, just full of grace. In reality, it was probably like that, whack. But I never felt the floor and didn't have a headache, no bruises, nothing, you know. It was just, I was enraptured by the Holy Spirit. And I had an involuntary muscle spasm right above my heart that went for 40-some minutes. And I just laid on the floor. I could hear everybody talk, knew what they were saying, all this kind of stuff. But I knew God was doing something in my heart. I just stayed there and received it. Then one time they were activating the gifts of the Spirit in a vineyard meeting. <coughs> and they just said, Holy Spirit, come. <coughs> and my eyes, I had this sensation of, of, have you been in a strobe light where the light just, my eyes were shut, but I was having strobe light effect. And I thought, oh my stars, what is this? This must be the Holy Spirit. He's manifesting. And, and the Holy Spirit came again. Later in life, you, you get these kind of manifestations and, and associations so that you know when the Spirit is moving and when he's engaging you to do something. I was in a conference and, and all of a sudden we went into this breakout seminar session and as soon as I walked through the door, the strobe light thing started happening. And my faith level just went from here to here. I thought, God's up to something. I wonder what he's gonna do here. And it was a glorious healing that took place. It was just amazing. And so it, it's one of those things that gets you ready and you anticipate with faith because that's one of the gifts of the Holy Spirit. But it's, a, it's something that we all have is faith. But then there's a, a gift of faith. And it's like it, it, it comes. And then you can really, really believe that God's going to do something incredible. Those are manifestations. 
that you get associated. If you don't have any and you're just real quiet and all this stuff, but there is a, a, a witness that is born deep inside your heart, your spirit, that you know that the Holy Spirit has settled and that he's rewiring, he's distributing, he's distributing, he's putting things inside of us. He may be changing the wiring. We've got some wires crisscrossed. He's doing something. Rejoice. All of that to say, if anything's happening, I invite you to come forward. Just come forward and we'll pray with you. We'll, we'll be delighted to see what ways he wants to show whatever he wants to show you in his love, in his grace. If there's something inside of your heart that's been stirred up and say, you know, I've known the Holy Spirit in this way and this way, and these gifts used to really flow in my life, but they're, they're, they're kind of gone quiet. They, they don't seem to be manifesting as much as they used to. If you would like for those to get activated, reactivated, feel free to come forward. We'll be happy to pray. Or for any, any other reason that you would like to receive prayer today, we want to invite you to come and to receive. I think Mike's got a song that he was going to do to just kind of set the stage. Feel free for those that need to leave. Know that you go with the blessing and the love and the grace of the Lord Jesus. You guys have a great day. Let's mind the presence of the Lord and all that he wants to do this morning. Thanks for listening to this week's podcast. To receive more audio content from The Vineyard, click the subscribe button in iTunes.